Well, it finished last night on telly, Nadia's Farm, and I've really enjoyed it, even though some people have been critical of certain aspects of it. We'll come back to that a wee bit later, but Nadia Lim and Carlos Bagri, the stars of the show, uh, join us. And I might start with you, Carlos. You almost sort of superseded Nadia's fame in this series. No, I'm not sure about that. (laughs) That was was a change for me, though. Like, I'm much more used to probably, probably a lot more comfortable being behind the camera than being in front of one. Well, I think you did very well in your, your first up effort. Nadia, of course, you're a household name in New Zealand. You guys have got Royal Burn Station there on the Crown Range. I thought it was a lovely touch to finish the show with last night when you came out with your um, room fragrance, I think that's what you're calling it, the Eau de Dag, <laughs> to fundraise for the Rural Support Trust because Matt Chisholm, who's your director for Nadia's Farm, he's the ambassador. Nice tie-in, guys. Yeah, it was oh, a you. perfect plan. It was all very serendipitous. So Michael Sly, who is one of the characters on the show, you'll remember him as the crazy, mad compost enthusiast who uh, we, I get on really well with him. We love composting and, and you know, trying to turn waste, re- waste into precious resources. Um, but he came up with this idea of distilling dags because he, he's got an oil distiller, an essential oil distiller. And I thought, what a wacko idea, but let's give it a try. And um, anyway, yeah, it came up with this first um, edition of a, of a perfume that smells like a wool shed. But the very first iteration was a bit too strong. And that's the one that you see on the show and everyone was like, oh, that that's, yeah, smells a bit pooey. Um, <laughs> but we've worked on it. And now the fourth iteration that, that it is now is actually really, it's quite, if you like the smell of a wool shed, you'll like it. It's actually yeah. really pleasant. Carlos, <laughs> I know you grew up from a farming background. You probably like the smell of a wool shed, but will, will townies necessarily get it? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's, uh, I mean, so far it's selling really, really well. So we, we loaded one up, it was like the collector's edition, the very, very first bottle of it. We loaded that up and put it on trade me last night, and it's already up to. I think it's up to three hundred fifty-five dollars of all of the all the profits, obviously going to the rural support trust. So yeah, quietly, quietly stoked for that. So ho- hopefully the townies are into it, uh, but hopefully equally we, we raise. Make sure you get your bit in, Jamie. I don't know if I can I'm afford it, Nadia. Five, I'm expecting a 500 from you. I'm certainly supportive of the Rural Support Trust. I'm actually looking forward to getting my uh, lips around some of Carlos's beer because we make our own beer down here. And you know, guys, this year, the Macaiser, which is have a, having a worldwide launch premiere in Wedderburn uh, in a couple of weeks' time, has been made from barley from Royalburn. Oh, fantastic. There we go. We'll have to do a swapsy. We'll, yeah. I'll bring along a case and we'll swap one over. Eight episodes in the series. I watched every one of them. I found it uh, entertaining and informative. You have come in for some criticism, um, Nadia. Some people have said, well, it's all very well for Nadia and Carlos. Nadia's made a fortune out of my food bag. They're not running a farm like real farmers would run a farm. What do you say in your defence? Well, I'd say some truth in that and also some not truth because we actually are running it just like you would um, a farm. We've diversified a lot, so that makes us very different, and we're going direct farm to plate. But at the end of the day, it's a business. We have a massive mortgage with Rabobank, so we've still got to run it properly like a business. Yes, we were very fortunate. You know, we're lucky we've, in the past, had um, revenue come in from, from other streams, which has allowed us to get on the land in the first place because, you know, nowadays we all know that's really hard for a lot of young families unless you, like, inherit the farm or you get some massive inheritance, then it's really hard to get into it. But now that we're in it, it's run just like um, any other farm, like any other business. 
Carlos, what I enjoyed in the program was your have-a-go attitude to farming. Obviously, you weren't, didn't have the skills in every aspect of farming, but it never stopped you from having a crack, and I particularly think of you playing around with your combine harvesters. Oh, it's, it's been a real learning. Um, yeah, I guess, in that attachment, we're quite a diversified farm, so that means you know, we do quite a lot of uh, small seed production, you know, so that means using things like wind rowers and you know, grapefruit front seed combine, which is a little bit unusual sort of down this corner of the world. Uh, we do a lot of cereals. We've got just on 4,000 chickens. We've had to learn a lot about chickens, and we've got you know, four, just about 4,000 ewes. So I knew quite a lot about sheep, and I knew a little, I knew a little bit about barley, uh, but everything else has, has just been, yeah. <laughs> it kind of feels like I've been doing a, um, well, like, like a, a postgraduate diploma or something in, in agriculture in real time. Nadia, I think, and it came out in the final episode that the Achilles heel, if you want, of the farming operation, because several of your ventures were going really well, but the market garden, the organic market garden, and the problem you have trying to grow stuff when you can't use sprays. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that opens up a whole conversation, right? You know, what's yeah, what's the lesser of two evils? Um, I mean, we're still trying to go ahead. Yeah, so to put it into context, um, the four-acre market garden that we'd started, so the rest of our farming operation isn't organic, like we're spray-free and um, with the cropping, but not organic. But the market garden, which is only four acres, so it's the smallest part of the farming operation, I did want to see if we could do it organically, and that's the route that we've gone down, but it has proven to be very, very difficult. And, you know, yeah, we have ham- hamstrung ourselves a bit with not being able to, um, you know, use certain things in the toolbox, such as herbicides, I guess, to to get on top of the cooch weed, which has been a real problem for us. Um, yeah, so it just shows, eh, that, you know, everything's not as it seems. It's not black and white. You know, when you hear people that aren't in the game going, oh, everyone in New Zealand, all farmers should go organic, you know, that's the way that we should do things. They obviously don't know what they're talking about because it's uh, very, very hard and, um, yeah, a lot of people would fail. Carlos, final word to you, perhaps. I think the series is rated really well. Will there be a second series? Oh, look, it's... <laughs> I don't know. Um, we've been asked to do a second season and we're just not entirely sure what we should do next. Um, so... What do you no, think, no. Jamie? Yeah, yeah, what do you think? Look, I think it's definitely worthy of another season because you've depicted a lot of the issues and struggles and wonderful victories that can happen on the farms of New Zealand. And I think uh, you in particular, Nadia, even though Carlos is fast becoming a star, you're in a position where you can front for New Zealand agriculture and get some cut through, especially with urban New Zealand. And I think that was the message that you guys finished the show with last night. So, hey, look, mm. thank you very much. Love chatting to you guys. And Carlos, I'm going to swap some of that Macaiser for some of your Royal Burn beer. I'll pack it up. Well done. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Jamie.